we're gonna go off the rails because you guys just need a funny episode every now and again that has no structure it's not coherent at all we're just going to be like the logo of, on a tv screen bouncing in the corners Hey everybody, welcome to Behind the Books, a podcast for writers by writers. I'm Larissa. And I'm LJ. This week, we are diving into summer by talking about tropes. Everyone knows and loves certain ones and stays far, far away from others, so we are here to give you our many, many thoughts. We have over 60 to talk about, and we do this in a part one, so... Stay tuned and listen to part one and hang around for more. You can follow us on Instagram at larissagalt.author and at lj underscore writes with two S's. This episode contains swearing and very mild mentions of certain genres of erotic literature. Hey, hey, hey. We had our very first episode that had exactly zero swearing in it. Um, it was I'm very ago, proud of that episode. It does exist. It does exist. Mom and Dad, don't listen to any other episode besides that one. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. but like, we're going to stay away from, I mean, this is all tropes, but we're going to stay away from the really dark ones because uh, they exist. We might mention mm-hmm. them in passing to make fun of them, but I promise we're not going to discuss them in detail because both of us, I think, read pretty morally sound books, so yeah. we don't even it's need to talk about really them. It's not really our shtick, so. Um. <laughs> There's another podcast about books that I love, and I follow both of the ladies that do it. They're hilarious. Ooh, and I don't do drop remember. the name. Do drop the name. Oh my gosh, what is the name of the podcast? Is it the one that you texted me about when yeah, I, I told did. you about this? Oh, the one that it's, I keep um, telling you about. Um, I know what you're talking about. Hold on. I, I want to, like, tag too. them. I want them to see this because I love them. We should. We should. Anyways, so these good? ladies are just, like, they're hilarious. I don't know how old they are, but they're both moms and they're best yes, friends. Yes, definitely talking about the last. They started about, they started as online best friends, I'm pretty sure, like we did. And they are hilarious. Anyway. So they Novel Bound. did Novel, Novel Bound. Bound. Is that the name of the podcast? Okay. Yeah, their names are Anna and Celine. Yeah, so Anna and Celine, I love them. Um, <laughs> I feel bad that I couldn't remember their names. Anyway, oh, okay. so they did an episode not too long ago from when we're recording this. It's got to be at least two months ago by the time this episode comes out. Um, they did an episode. <laughs> they did an episode on monster romance books, so that nobody oh. else had to go into it. Like they suffered. For our like on our behalf. Oh, you told me about that. Funniest <laughs> thing ever. It was so funny. And I well, sent that story like because they posted it on their story. I sent her that story and I was like, dude, we have to do this. One day. We one have day. to do this. Like one day we, we will subject ourselves to the worst of any given genre. Maybe we'll even do some bad fantasy novels because <laughs> both of us already hate fantasy. And, well, hate's a strong word, but we don't really like it that much. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and we'll suffer for you guys. But I, I said to her, I'm like, I would not willingly read monster porn unless I was being paid to do it so we're not gonna do this for like at least five years but you need to know that we are doing this at some point and we're not gonna get away with it like if, y- like if we, it will happen if we, 
if we ever get to set up some like bonus content type of stuff, that is what the yeah, bonus content will be. And you will have to pay for it because we are not doing this for free. Uh, I'll do a free <laughs> reading of, of of a chapter. I will. I'll do it. I don't know if I want to hear that. No, I mean, okay, we, we literally had a whole episode about this. Read what you want to read. Read what you want to read. But anyway, yes, uh, we should definitely, yeah, we should definitely. You've seen me tag. write some pretty dubious stuff, though. Not gonna I lie. Do, uh, so I do. Dubious. Dubious. Dubious indeed. I pretty like dubious. dubious indeed. Anyway, yeah, if, um, if Novel Bound Podcast ever want to do a joint podcast episode. We totally should. That'd be fun. We should do that. Um, anyway, so... Uh, there's... Oh, hold on, no, no, no. I'm not done. Yes, okay, I'm not done. Ahead, you talked my turn. No. <laughs> no, there's, there's, this, there's this person on TikTok. I cannot remember. I don't know their name. I don't know their username. Um, I, I know they're very funny. They kind of do the same shtick, but they, like... It, like, if it's on Kindle Unlimited, they'll read it, so they get a bunch of recommendations for, like... Bad monster months. erotica um and it's so funny because then they give like their okay, real you can reactions say dragon porn, it's fine. And, <laughs> and it is it's so funny every time one of their videos pops up i watch it and it's it's great like there's there's a surprising amount of okay this is this is gonna be <laughs> We're, we literally literally said that this was gonna be fine and this is gonna have to go in the trigger warnings now um yeah, sorry guys. Porn. Um, I, I I can't say you'd enjoy this, but you'd find this interesting. There is a I lot would of enjoy it. like holiday Christmas really? monster erotica. Very much. I'll send you some TikToks. I would when be I find oddly them. fascinated by that. It's so funny. Probably the would enjoy it. You're right, so but funny. no, it probably wouldn't. It's so funny. Again, read what you want to read, but oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> That is hilarious. Guys, you can't see her face, but we're FaceTiming, and her face, she's covering her face, like, half the time she's talking to me. <laughs> it's it like, right I'm now. like, I'm, like, trying not to say it, like, I know, I'm like, I'm like, nobody better walk behind me right now, because I can't believe we're talking about fucking monster porn. <laughs> I swear to God, I hope children aren't listening to this episode. We have an explicit rating, okay? They yeah, we do, we do. Plus, if Parents a child watch is your left kids. unsupervised while listening to <gasps> podcasts, that is not our fault. Okay. okay. Anyway, let's that get to not what we're on actually me. talking about, <laughs> which is tropes. Something that I is literally not was like, we're going to keep it tame, and then, then we didn't talk about erotica for the first five minutes. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what? we're gonna we're gonna bullshit this episode. By the way, um, yeah, you can probably tell by the first like five minutes of it that <laughs> oh, we are we're gonna go off the rails because um, both of us are tired. We're also like going into summer, and mm-hmm. you guys just need a funny episode every now and again that oh, that yeah. has no structure. It's not coherent at all. We're just going to be like the logo of, on a TV screen bouncing in the corners. That's that's what we're gonna do. You mean the best, like, ADHD distraction ever. Yes, Just watching that, that fucking little thing going over. <laughs> Guys, we also do have it in our tagline that we are a chaotic podcast. Maybe we don't say it all the time, but we do have yeah, it in the logo a little bit. So we're, uh, you know, we got to dip no into outline, a we die like men. chaotic side. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's summer now, right? June 9th counts as summer. I think Absolutely. I'm in summer. I'm in summer. You're in summer. <laughs> My state will be think... soon be in summer. <laughs> My state... Has been in summer for probably two months now. I know, so. but I live yeah. like north, 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 north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but, a lot of north. So let's 
That's, that is a lot of North. Let's preface this real quick with that tropes, like, don't make the book. They're entirely subjective. Like, you know, you, you still got to have plot. You still got to have character. Like, you know, they're just, they're, oh, they're, little, they're little add-ons. I know, I wish. Trust me. If I could do an <laughs> entire book that was just, like, you know, the one-bed trope, that'd be great. But, um, <laughs> but, and then, as always, as it comes to just about everything on this podcast, these are just our opinions. So you're welcome to agree, welcome to disagree. Welcome to move on, never listen to us again, or continue listening, whatever you like. We won't be offended but, by what you do. Um, we won't. So, this is just our We opinions. don't value so, a stranger's opinion enough, I promise. Nope. That's why, uh, that's why, that's why we started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, I'll probably lose half of you guys when we get to enemies to lovers, but we want to do a whole yeah, episode right? on that one, so we're not going to talk too much about it, um, because it's, mm-hmm. it's very polarizing trope um one final note and then this is where our outline literally ends there is nothing else in our document that we are looking at i promise um except an for three I... pages of list of tropes <laughs> yeah uh Actually, i counted I lied. it's two pages i counted me. 60 tropes Damn. that i listed um which i did in like 10 minutes anyway so an analogy that i love to use um is of cooking spices and seasonings right the dish as a whole when you're cooking is the, the important part but obviously if you don't have the right seasonings and spices are something as simple as enough salt, right? It's not going to be nearly as good. They're additional, but they are important. And the same thing goes for tropes and books. If you have a good base, right, good plot, good characters, compelling things, whatever, then the tropes just enrich the experience, okay? But if you don't have enough, or if you have too much, then (laughs) the end result isn't going to be good either. So you you have to balance it, and that is very important. One thing that I love about fan fiction is that you have all of the background that you need. You have all of the base. And all sometimes fan fictions are, are just like a random trope that was that never made it into canon. And somebody oh, was like, you yes. know what? That would be amazing. And then they wrote it. And I find it on AO3. And I'm like, oh yeah, best ever. I love you. And I get to enjoy that. And it's just a trope. Like, it's not significant at all. So, mm-hmm. There we go. Chaos ensues. Woohoo. It does. Yeah, there's a there's a line in here where it says, under my font, it says, explain briefly tropes, <laughs> except I can't. I can't tell you what any... I know, I felt bad. I probably should have done that. No, it's, it's, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, it, it actually is fine because it gives me a chance to um, Google it um, because we love the all-knowing Google. Um... That reminds but me like, of those cheesy shirts or mugs that say, I don't need Google, my wife knows everything, or my husband knows everything. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Okay, um, anyway. Resume. Uh, so, according to dictionary.com, some of the the things for trope that are more that are more relevant to what the trope kind of trope that we're talking about is either A, a recurring theme or motif, as in literature or art. It has, like, the heroic trope, the hero trope. It also has the trope of motherhood. Talk to that one later. We'll talk to that one later, dictionary.com. Anyway, or um, a convention or device that establishes a predictable or stereotypical representation of a character, setting, or scenario in a creative work, which actually like quite a bit. It's kind of nice. And then they talk about the damsel and the damsel in distress trope, which is very They're basically just stereotypes, Um, but not generalizing characters they generalize things yeah so look up the definition of trope in your own free time and kind of come up with whatever you want we're mostly just talking about the multitude of tropes that there are yeah because there we couldn't even talk about them in one podcast (laughs) if we wanted to there's there's too many so 
All right. We are going to jump headfirst into the chaos. Uh, Diving I off have the sorted this list. There are, there are different categories. There's general. There is blank to lovers. There is romance. Mm -hmm. There is fantasy. Um, within um, romance are a lot of different categories. And then mm -hmm. within fantasy, there are some different ones. Anyway, so... Starting off, I put this one first because this is Lonnie's favorite trope, and I know that without it's a doubt. The best. She has a very hard time picking favorites, but I know that this is her favorite. Mm -hmm. It's found family. Oh, oh, that's some good <laughs> shit. I'm a little too loud right now. I hope nobody can hear me. I love it so much. I'm just giggling over here. It's it's found family. I... Tell us what you love about it. It's, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I can't even explain to you why I love it so much, but just the idea of like these, um, like, oh God, it's, it's the epitome of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I had to bring it to Marvel. You know, I did this because, you know, at least, at least like popular media is something that's easily relatable. You know, a bunch of like ragtag type of people who should not work together in any form or <laughs> sense or should relatively even be around each other literally like end up becoming like something that is so close-knit and or close close tight-knit um i would have not at the point of recording this but i will have done have seen the third guardians of the galaxy movie and i'll probably cry i think i cried um oh and it's i'll just, definitely it's, be crying. it's 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 I, I can't really explain what there is about it, but there's just so something so appealing about like belonging in a group of people that you would have never thought you would be belong. It's the unlikely in. friends. It is. And it's it's, it's so family. great. And it really sucks when people decide to break up the found family. <laughs> I'm looking at a certain co-host of mine. But um it's it's literally I have never found I have never found a single thing wrong with the found family trope besides potentially breaking up and I think even that can be done well but it yeah, just there's hurts. a time and a place for so, it but I, I I don't even know what to say about it I mean almost all of my whips have some form of found family at least to some extent because yeah, I do. traumatize my characters um, <laughs> oopsies uh, a very monotone oopsies um, nuclear and, uh, is like the most found family out of all of them. That one, Other that one, the entire plot, yes, Aftershock and Nuclear both kind of have their central plots around the idea of found family. It's not derived directly from found family, but integral parts of the plot are very similar to the found family tropes. Like, um, there's a lot of, like, there's, like, a fake marriage type of stuff, and so it's, it's not, oh, yeah. it's, it's, great. Oh, it's yeah. very great. So, I love the found family. It's, I don't know. I don't know. You have found family too, so it's it's yeah, not just me. found family is a very popular trope. Yeah, it is. I mean, you look at Six of Crows. You look at Percy Jackson and his group of friends. You look at literally so many other <laughs> books that exist. Like right, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, um, yeah. So found family to me is like it's like the whole idea of choosing your own family. Like some families, like this <laughs> this world is messed up. And some families are really not that great. And they're very dysfunctional. And, like, in fiction, you get to enjoy people that find family in other friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just so nice. It's just so beautiful. And it makes me want to cry when found family has done so well. Like, especially Six of Crows. Especially Six of Crows. And I know every single person oh, listening to this podcast probably knows 
about Six of Crows. Like you oh, take you Six take Crows. all these characters, like you take Kaz Brecker, who pretends that he's this unfeeling little emo bitch, and he <laughs> falls in love with this girl who he rescued <laughs> from I'm not gonna say the word, but like the place that he rescued her from, like, they both have touch issues, and they fall in love anyway, and it's so beautiful, and even, and he lives a life of crime, but he does it for her, and then you have Jesper, and Kaz gets reminded of Jordy when he sees Jesper, and it's just, I'm trying to not cry, but also laugh, because you're laughing really hard right now. I just heard because I, I called Cass a little emo bitch. <laughs> he really is, though. Like you can't even I don't, deny it. I don't disagree with you. That is just the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> heard someone leave. I'm currently rereading Six of Crows right now, so I absolutely agree. He's I'm just, just so um, funny. screaming. Oh, I like, love him. This could He's... probably be way more eloquent, guys. But if you oh, read no. Six of Crows, then you know how emotional it is and especially with Nina and Matthias and Wyland mm-hmm. like oh my don't god don't even get me started on Crooked Kingdom don't oh even god. get me started on Nina and Matthias like <sighs> anyway yeah, I mean my book my books have some found family book two more than book one some, because book one is some literal family um, <laughs> your book has so much found family <laughs> My book, uh, book one is literal family, but there is an element of found family too, with like the prices and the Markovs and so on and so forth. But book two is heavy on the found family. Um, it literally, in the epilogue, is like Lavinia. Yeah, yeah, it's in the epilogue. Lavinia thinks of. No, no, it's in the prologue of book three, but like she explicitly refers to them as the brothers and sisters that she has found. Like, yeah, it's in there. Um, cause I, I know, <laughs> what can I say? I know my audience. <laughs> so, yeah, your I mean, audience is me. I like it. This is I true. Like um, I need to send you that prologue because it's really good. Anyway. Ooh, um, yes. yeah, but, <laughs> but even when you break up the found family, um, even when you keep like some of them together and you just move one out, that's like one so of my favorites weird. because it's still technically like somewhat of a family. But it hurts mm-hmm. extra. It just, it just because the family read is book there, two. but not the entire family is there, and it's just I know, I, I know. Cry. <laughs> book two has been out for a month now, so Woo-hoo. some of you might have read the whole thing, but it is a thick book, so it'll be a few it's more a months until I start explicitly talking about spoilers, because um, I want to be nice and not spoil, but so nice. For those of you who have finished, you'll know what I'm talking about, and it is just, yeah, it's it's great. It's a lot of pain, but it's it's cool. It is. It is. It's a lot of pain. <laughs> but um, that's all right. Within found family, there's like alternative things that you can go with it instead of just like a group of friends or like people working together, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. It could be like step siblings, right? Um, adopted parents with their kids, or like a teacher or a nanny, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so the rest of our general ones, and then we'll like pick apart some ones that we want to talk about. Uh, there's Amnesia, Ooh. Unrequited Love, Dark Past, The Test We Discovered, Reluctant Mag- <laughs> Mentor and Eager Student, which is one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. A Bully Turns Nice Guy or Nice Girl, 
then there's revenge. Um, there's complete idiots in love, but everybody else knows that they're in love, which is oh, I love so that. funny. It's top tier. Uh, there's undercover stuff, rags to riches, you know, Cinderella, uh, mistaken identity, Ariana Tosato, I love you. Uh, Wallflower, there's anti-heroes, there's sports romances, men in uniform, I have to mention, um, any kind of uniform. Uh, <laughs> slow burn, also, which is not just romance. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those are our, those are our general ones. Amnesia, first of all, MC Pending does one of those, temporarily, mm-hmm. which is cool, I love her. Very, very well done. And, and there's our MC, our MC drop MC for the day. Perfect. Name drop, yeah. Yeah. Unrequited love just hurts. Mm-hmm. It just it, hurts. It does. I I will say I will say aftershock has the amnesia trope as well. <gasps> we love that one. I knew that. Um, but I love yeah, that. Yeah, that is very fun. I don't think I have any unre un. What is it? What is it? Unrequited. Yeah. Unrequited. unrequited. Okay. I I don't think I have any unrequited love. I don't think mm, I do. I'm trying to think if I do. That was, that was a good one that I enjoyed reading. I haven't written no, I too much. Well, there's, like, you know, there's that moment where one character thinks that the other one doesn't like them back, but, like, we oh, all know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Dual like, Pop, yeah. and we know that they're head over heels. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> different. You mean Kaz Brecker? <laughs> <laughs> Literally Kaz Brecker. Like, after that bathroom scene, like, good gracious, the man went oh. ham, and... <laughs> Man, man's has been going ham ever since. Like I said, I've just, I've been rereading Six of Crows and there'll like be one thing and then like somebody will like talk to Inej and he'll like, like the hairs will stand up on the back of his head or something and he'll be like, be like, I was like, sir, you are so in love. I'll post pictures of my annotations you at some point. You are down bad. It's literally just, it's literally just like hearts all over the place. It's He's fantastic. He's so down bad for Inej. He's I love so him. down bad. Um... <laughs> Um, dark past that has to be discovered. I feel like this can Good take stuff. so many different directions. But, um, book two, okay, if you've read the epilogue of Breaking Free, you know that the person that is featured in the epilogue has things to reveal to the cast. And Ooh. you are just on the edge of your seat, waiting Indeed. for people to know and waiting for a certain someone to find out. And it just, ah, oh, it's delightful. Uh, delightful's one way to describe <laughs> it's it. delightful oh, for me. It's delightful for you. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think at some point every one of my characters have, like, some dark secret. Or not every one of my characters. Every one of my whips has something in there. That's just, that's something that's very easily applied to a lot of people. um, Because, especially because the, like, the type of dark can vary. Like, it could be dark, like, it could be dark, like, you're kind of dark. Um, Or it could just be dark (laughs) as just, like, you know, dark that can go on to the, like, the kind of miscommunication (laughs) type of deals. Yeah. So, which is actually a good one to add on here. Um, oh sounds, yes, I don't remember. I don't know if I put it anywhere. Um, reluctant mentor and eager student. That one is so cute. I love it so much. It's like Hercules and the what's his face that like works with him in the Disney Hercules movie. Because <laughs> he's yeah, like yeah, yeah, so yeah. eager, and he's like, "Come on, Phil." That's his name, Phil. Phil. Um, Phil. The satyr. Anyway, Phil and Hercules are hilarious. Uh, there's got to be more examples. I feel like there is one in Percy Jackson, but I never got through the first, uh, like, I, I think, obviously, I only recognize Marvel, but, like, like Tony Stark. And oh, yes! That's such a good one! <laughs> I obviously only think in Marvel, but um, I, there's there's quite a few of those. I personally, I think, besides found family, this has got to be, like, the reluctant, me- reluctant mentor has got to be a very close top 
trouble knowing. Oh, that is yes. very heavily involved in Crossfire, and I'm oh, very yes. excited I forgot about for that. that. We love Officer Allen here. He is he is a <laughs> I love Allen so much. Um, he's great. Love him. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love I love a little reluctant mentor. But I love those so much. Me um, too. Bully turned nice guy or nice girl. I have never read this, and I have never written it because I don't write high school romances <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in the contemporary genre because uh, I don't need to, but yeah, it's a good show when it's done well. I think, yeah, that's one of the ones where the obligatory, when it's done well, kind of falls into play because there's 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 some lines that it's like, you know, it's like, eh, you shouldn't be crossing them, and then it's it comes in with, like, bad redemption arcs after that. So I think yeah. that one is a kind of give and take for me. I don't read it or write it too often, and it's very rarely do I think I enjoy it. So I think it's it's one of those where it's like the, you know, it's got to be done well. Yeah, it's a hit or miss. Um, and honestly, that one is probably the best in fan fiction. Um, mm, where it's like good point. a high school AU or something mm-hmm. of the characters and or they're in college and they used to bully the person in middle school or something. Like, because you can change a lot, even from middle school to high school, but especially from that to college. Like, you're a completely yeah. different person. So that in fan fiction, mm, that hits the spot. So I don't good. think I've I don't think I've read them recently, but I've probably read them on my early fan fiction days and... They're probably pretty good, and I probably ate them up because I am like that. Um, revenge Absolutely. as a trope is Oof. really good. You can pair that with female violence, revenge. female rage. Oof. You can <laughs> that goes nicely together. I nice support women's wrongs. Yes, um, I love a good revenge. Technically, could go into the romance area of our discussion, and I don't know why I didn't eh. put it there. But a sh- ship that is complete idiots, and everybody else knows they're in love. Like, they have no idea. Like, they're the last to know. And everybody else knows. That's my favorite way to write romance. I absolutely <laughs> adore it. It's so fun. I it's have just, to agree there. It's just, it's like, it's like page after page of just screaming. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally Kaz and Inej. Yeah, Because everybody is. is like, it's like, don't, don't, can't you see the way that he like looks at her? Yada, yada, yada. And Nina like, is like, his heartbeat beats for the, and whenever he sees uh-huh. her, it beats like it's the first time. Yep. <laughs> and we're like, it's, oh, it's, Kaz, Brecker. It's, it's, it's literally them. Okay, so every one of these tropes is Kaz and Inej. Kaz and Inej. That's yeah. it. That's fine. We're going to bring them up every time it's applicable. Um, Another one that's good. Oh, no. Backtrack. Um, Book two does this. <laughs> Um, it really does and everybody else is like why don't you notice also Hiccup and Astrid from How to Train Your Dragon like obviously everybody knows that Hiccup is in love with Astrid and I feel like Astrid knows also but she also just gets a lot of male attention so who is Mm. she to say that the chief son likes her because he's in love with her or just because like she's pretty and can commit violence like she has no idea (laughs) The only right. qualifications for a wife, obviously. You know? So, like, how is she to know? But, like, it's my favorite thing, especially in the show, um, which is on Netflix, and I highly recommend that everybody needs to watch it because it's one of my favorite things in the universe. Um, Tefnoth Thorson is my beloved, and I don't care that he's dumb, and I don't care that he's <laughs> <laughs> messed up in the head, and I don't care. He was a very, very, very I good don't care Love that him he's brainless like i i really don't i just love him anyway <laughs> tough not thorsten rant aside um hiccup and astrid like everybody else knows 
that they're in love, and it takes them, like, five seasons of the show for them to finally, like, get on with it. <laughs> it's, like, agonizing! Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm sure, I'm sure you've fil- filled plenty of your time with How to Train Your Dragon fan fiction. I really agonizing have. wait. <laughs> I really have. Ugh. One of my favorite ones um, basically just, like, retells the entire show based on the fact that the timing and pacing of Hiccup and Astrid's relationship was not up to standard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it, though. I love it. I'm here yeah, for it. Yeah, it was really, really good, and it, it was novel length, so I was having the time of my Ooh, life. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's move on, because I could talk about this forever. Okay. Undercover okay, okay. stuff. This can be in literally any kind of novel, which I love. Like, like, um, like, gala scenes? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Or, like... Any kind of masquerade Princess parties? Princess Jasmine style, disguise herself as a peasant, and go get bread Ooh. to get out of the walls of the castle. You yes. know? Like, you can do so many things. Like, I love undercover scenes because my characters get to dress up, and, um, they're a perfect vessel for... Oh, yes. A ...sexual and romantic tension, Ooh. and I love it so much. We gotta love some tension. Don't ask me why, but I was re-watching the Barbie Princess and the Popper thing. And don't mm-hmm. ask me why, but I was watching with a friend. And they, they <laughs> like, like the, the princess character or whatever, like, goes out into the town or something, like, quote-unquote, undercover. And it's literally, she's got, like, this three-foot-long, like, bright pink sparkly dress. Oh and she, God, like, throws nice. a little hood over her head. She's like, nobody will notice me. It's like, come on, man. Come on, I get it. It's a Barbie show, but it's so funny. That's hilarious, actually. At least Jasmine tries. Yeah, right. It's like it's like cover up the dress, change the dress, do something. She's like nobody will know it's me, and then she's completely oblivious. And I'm like, come on. Okay. Anyway, besides off so the Barbie funny, stool. Um, well, that actually blends in perfectly to the next one, Rags to Riches. Yeah. Cinderella. Oh yes. Classic Cinderella. Um, also, I feel like. Don't hate me, guys, but I've never seen Les Mis. I've never read Les Mis in its entirety. But I feel like this could apply to Les Mis, but I don't know why. I don't know, I'm just it's getting the been, vibe. It's been a long time since I've seen Les Mis, so I can't add to that, but... Not sure. It is very good. I would recommend it. If that is I would recommend the it. case. Yeah, I've heard it's very, very good, and the song Actually, yeah, I think, I think it's not. I'm pretty sure... It's Drags to Rags. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's tragic, tragic, tragic. Um, That's okay. We do love a good tragedy so, in this house. But it is very good. I think you would you would like it. So. I probably would. Um, miscommunication. This has a lot a of one. stigma to it. Okay. I don't know. Here's it's, my opinion. It's not popular. <laughs> you can, every single trope that you do can be done well or badly mm-hmm. in any way. But exactly. some tropes work well. Work <laughs> bleh work well in one genre and they work completely differently in another one mm-hmm. okay so like rags to riches is good in like a contemporary romance or like you know poor to billionaire or like fantasy and not much else yeah like sports romances like the tropes that are done in those you can't do in science fiction for example yeah okay um you can do friends to lovers anywhere, but miscommunication, my opinion, is that it is really, really well utilized in comedy when you're supposed mm. to miscommunicate things. But ah. in drama, it's very frustrating. Oh, it's so frustrating. So Though I, I, I can appreciate in it. comedy, and that's just about it. 
comedy is good. I can appreciate it in a good like action movie every now. Oh and then. yes, I just That's a good one. I just watched um, the Negotiator with um, Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin Spacey. Uh, good flick. I liked it. It has a touch of the miscommunication trope. Um, actually, no, it's kind of a lot of miscommunication. <laughs> but, like, that one is obviously, it's built around it. So that's the whole point, is that there's miscommunication. And so that I really enjoy. Like, that is really well done. So Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people's issue with the trope is when it's used to create drama that didn't need to be there. Or it's a mm, frustrating yes. amount. Or it leads on too long. Things like that. So it's just, like, yeah. the doing it wrong is what gives it a bad rap. Um, another one, mistaken identity. And that one can go one way or the other. The first thing mm-hmm. I think of when I think of mistaken identity is, like, romance, and it has to do with twins. <laughs> and that's basically all I can think of. Like, I really don't conceptualize the trope anywhere else. Um, so I don't have much to add on this. Yeah, One. I don't. I don't really see it either. Honestly, I don't read too many romance stuff, so yeah, I, I kind of lack on a lot of this. <laughs> so I read uh, more than enough for both of us. Yeah, yeah, you you got it, you got it. <laughs> but um, it is. I do. I do enjoy it. Again, I enjoy it in like action type stuff. Yeah. Once again, a lot of this is more movie based, but but um. Yeah, it's but fun. yeah, I, I'm not thinking of anything that's coming off the top of the head right now, but. It, it can I, I do enjoy it when I do see it. Yeah, we can move on. Um, Wallflower. That's a Ooh. good one. Um, the first one that I thought of is the book and movie called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And Just don't hate me. I also need to read and watch that <laughs> as well. It's, it's I pretty good. It I haven't read it yet, but I know like some of the basic concepts of the novel, and it's pretty good. Um, but the second one that I thought of is... Why well, cannot I think of it? Oh, yeah. Penelope Bridgerton from Bridgerton. Not Penelope Bridgerton. Why did I say that? Penelope Featherington. Thank mm. you. Everybody knows that she's got a romance budding with a Bridgerton, so I just kind of, like, skipped <laughs> a few steps and called her by her eventual last yeah, name. Yeah, everybody knows. Wink, wink, wink. I haven't seen Bridgerton <laughs> I Okay, <either>. excluding you. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> um, No, but, like, the entire book series focuses on different couples. And it's centered around all the Bridgerton siblings, and there are eight of them, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, uh, Penelope Featherington, basically, I don't know if this is accurate to the books or not, but I love the show, um, how they did it. But she's shorter, she's bigger, she's a redhead, so she's got all of this, at least she's white. But she's got all the going for her in this English mm-hmm. society, okay? <laughs> um... <laughs> and I, I mean, at least she's white in the in the context of Bridgerton, where it is already very diverse. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so that doesn't really matter. But she's a redhead. She's short. She's not super skinny. She doesn't get noticed. She's the youngest of her sisters, and her sisters are prettier mm. than they. She is on the outside. It's like a stepsister Cinderella situation. Penelope gotcha. is arguably way funnier. Um. <laughs> And she's best friends with one of the Bridgerton girls that is very antisocial and very feminist. And so they're not exactly popular. Mm. But by being a wallflower, Penelope gets so much drama. Like, she gets all the tea. And it's great. So, like, you can use that really, really well for plot devices, but also just to build your character. Because stereotypes are real, and there are a lot of people in this world who are wallflowers and like it that way. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and they don't care that they're introverts, and they don't care. Like, yeah. I'm somewhere between those, whatever, social, whatever, but I'm not really a wallflower. Um, but if I were, I probably wouldn't complain. Like, people not coming up to talk to me, that sounds like a dream. So I am absolutely an introvert. Absolutely a wallflower. <laughs> I'm definitely an introvert, but I'm not quite a wallflower. How on this earth did I start a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really talk this much anyway. So the fact that I'm here doing this is my, my wallflower. It comes off the wall occasionally. But that's about it. Um, kicking and screaming. Okay, so antihero. Um, if you don't think of the song by Taylor Swift, what are you doing here? Just kidding. Uh, leaving, I guess. Okay, bye. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love some good anti-hero. Uh, quite a few projects of mine, as I'm very superhero-based, oh, yes. have a lot of anti-hero type stuff. Is it anti or anti? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Whatever. Both. Um, I love it. I love it. That that morally gray, or not necessarily morally gray, because that can dip into some other stuff, but it's like specifically morally gray anti-heroes. Deadpool. Fucking Deadpool. Yes. I love him. Yeah, I was going to say. I love him. Anti-heroes like, like that type are... of morally gray. Not the, not like the, yes. the gray where it's like, you know, I have this like super do 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 I don't know. Deadpool. Dead. Yes, uh, we Deadpool. need more Deadpool type characters. Love him. The whole premise of an anti-hero is someone that is not entirely a hero and that is not entirely a villain. And most often they do good things for the bad reasons. Or they do bad things for good reasons. Which is good shit. And so I it's that flip. It. And so Deadpool does bad things for quote-unquote good reasons. <laughs> now, if you have it the opposite way, where you have bad reasons for doing things, but, like, you do the quote-unquote good things, basically, like, a villain is, like, very morally corrupt, but they, like, start helping the hero, they yeah. are an anti-hero. So, like, mm-hmm. depends on where you go, but I think anti-heroes can be morally gray. It, it depends. It, it, it cycles very much between what they need to be, like, what the plot needs them to be. Um, but, yeah. yeah, Deadpool is a phenomenal example Love of an anti-hero. Um, I took a Heroes and Villains class last semester. It was Ooh. in medieval literature. Mm-hmm. And our professor, first lecture, was like, okay, so hero? What does a hero mean? Like, what are <laughs> heroes? And so we were all like, well, that seems kind of obvious. And he's like, no, I want you to tell me. Like, I want to define this. And so he did the same thing for villains. And he goes, now, what about antiheroes? And so he explains to us. And he goes, one example that you all will know perfectly is Deadpool. So, I mean, even my professor, who has a doctorate in several fields, tells me Mm -hmm. that Deadpool is an antihero. So you're spot on with that one. Love Deadpool. So, tell me. Sports or romances? I'm I've not actually a fan of these. not read one. Okay. Perfect. Um, Great. <laughs> I put them in the we're general so category good. instead of the romance category because I feel like they're more of a genre than a trope. Um, mm-hmm. But sports romances are delightful. I've just never actually read one. Um, if you have a thing for literally any athlete, then you need to get into sport romances because <laughs> you will have the time of your life. I, I, I do see that. quite a few of them scroll across my TikTok page sometime. I see like the like the this like the like the oh, he's a hockey that? player and she's the yes. she's the the thing or whatever. What what's with it with hockey I players? Have no oh, idea. I will lie. I really do enjoy a good hockey player now and then. Um, <laughs> hockey's very fun, but um, I've never been into hockey. Um, I love so hockey. I don't see oh. the appeal. 
Like maybe mm-hmm. if I saw a really hot guy like walk off the ice, like <laughs> as, maybe maybe that would change my mind. Like I'm not saying that I would. I think you need to watch more hockey games. I, I watch not... them for the fights. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. Um, but also, I'm not a sports person. So uh, that makes sense. If I read a sports romance, I'm fully expecting to see the himbo side of the sports. Oh yes. I don't want to know. Like I just <laughs> I'm I want the female main character to be dumb. I don't want to <laughs> know about the sports, but so many of them are like women who are knowledgeable about sports and that's why there's a sports romance. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I need specifically catered sports romance books to people who don't like sports. They just think the athletes are hot. Like that's that's what I need. Okay? See, you see, you can you can have all of those books and I as a woman who is interested in sports will keep all the sports <laughs> romance books for the woman who does know what she's talking about because I promise if I read a book where it's like the girl is dumb about sports, I will put you it down it. because it's yeah, so see? annoying that it's like it's it's like cuz since since I know sports, it's right. hard for me to read somebody who doesn't know sports because it's like why don't you understand? So you can have all the dumb, the the not sports we'll books, and, or the not sports sports books, and I will have the sporty <laughs> sports sport. That works out perfectly. Good God, I'm having a stroke. Sporty sport books. Here we go. Yes. Perfect. That'll work Great. out perfectly. Also, like, most of these tropes aren't necessarily gendered, um, but I think sports romances yeah. are. Like, I've never, ever seen a sports romance where the woman is the athlete, unless it's gay. Yeah. I've seen I've athletes. seen a couple I've seen a couple lesbian sport romances and they look yeah. very interesting. I am very interested. Yeah, I think they that's, look very well done. I think that's the exception. I think most sports romances are are male athletes. Um, I think we just need to expand our yeah. sport romance knowledge. Yeah, maybe we do, <laughs> guys. If you like sports romances, send us recommendations and tell them whether or not they are made for himbos or smarty pants, and then I will and, read the himbo ones. And, and I would read, read the smarty pants ones. We have a Twitter. You can send to us on Twitter or our individual Instagram accounts as well. But if you want yeah, us to get on behind the books, we have a Twitter. Um, You'll hear it in the outro. Um, yeah. So send us send us the recs. I wanna <laughs> I wanna read them. Um, we need to read some more. <laughs> yeah, but like, a male athlete's like I'm just not into sports. So I just I think men are hot and. Um, if they're hot, then it doesn't matter what sports uniform they're wearing. Like, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not picky. So. That's iconic. Like, baseball, the pants. Like, I don't even have to elaborate. <laughs> the pants. Basketball, hey, I can't everybody... stand because of the shoes squeaking, but I can't mm. admire the arms. So that's a plus. They cancel each other out. Um, <laughs> football, not a fan. I think it's a silly sport. I think all sports are silly. <laughs> I'm going to lose points now, so I'm just going to stop talking. Um, <laughs> Lonnie's like, are you kidding me right now? I, 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 I do agree. Football's dumb sometimes. I do agree. Basketball is very nice on the arms. But as someone who used <laughs> to play basketball and squeak her shoes, I love that sound. And yeah, no, I obviously, it. everybody needs some good pants. Some good baseball pants. So yeah, I, like I, we, I won't, we don't even have to. I won't. I won't lie yeah. that. So <laughs> we're just gonna leave that there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are there is some good sports romances out there. Also, there's a really good ice skating one that I've seen recently. I think it's Ooh. oh my gosh, I can't remember the name. Anyway, oh, anyway. it's called the Hating Game or Hating Game or something, and I think it's by Anna. Oh, Huang. Anyway, 
So before we delve further into sports romances, because we really don't want to go there, prom, trust me, because um, I'll keep going. Slow burn <laughs> as another trope. Oh, Everybody loves so a good, good slow burn. Um, personally, personally, if it's too slow, I will just abandon. But <laughs> um, it also depends on the characters and the plot, because going back to the Grisha verse, um, <laughs> Kazan and Nesh only have two books right now, so like I, that's acceptable. Um, and I think I think it is ending at three. I am not for sure on this, but the last time I checked, Leah Bardugo said, um, or Leah Bardugo said that there isn't going to be a three. So yeah. it looks like it's just going to be Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Yeah, so, which I'm happy with. Uh, mostly happy with. Mostly. Sorry. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so like in the original trilogy, Nikolai and um, Zoya have like this little rivalry, this little friendship going on. And they're just, like, little quips and stuff. And when Alina, like, talks about rejecting Nikolai, Zoya's like, well, I can take him off your hands. And so it's just, like, little things like that. Because she is... She's a lovely character, and I'm obsessed with her. But she she can be presented as a gold digger. And he's literally mm. the king. So, anyway. I rest my case. They have two books later where they have a romance. And yeah. that's fine. It's a slow burn. And we know that. But we've been given little crumbs, and we like the yes. crumbs. So if you're going to do a slow burn, give crumbs. Yes, 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 yes. Give crumbs. Cool. Um, crumbs. That is that is my note. That is, yeah. that is a note. Slow burn. I love I love slow burn. I have quite a few of it in my own. It's my favorite type of romance, personally. Um, it's just so, I honestly, slower the better for me. So <laughs> you have the fast slow burn books. I'll take the slow, <laughs> slow burn books. It's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> So, we are actually going to have to cut it here because LJ has bad time management skills. And, uh, but uh, no, we are going to leave this off. We're going to do you dirty. And this is going to be the end of part one. So, we will have part two of tropes where we go through the rest of the page and a half of whatever we got of tropes. I feel um, like I contributed to this problem because I gave a 60 to talk about. <laughs> In an hour. It's a a little much, but hey, you know, (laughs) hey, we will have a whole new episode coming next week, so you won't have to wait for too long. Not next week. Apologies. The next episode, which is in two weeks, so you won't have to wait too long. Don't worry. Don't fret. We we got you. We'll talk about all the romance tropes there are in existence, and I'm going to have a ball. And I will gladly listen, because I don't know anything about romance tropes. (laughs) So... We uh, we hate to leave you on this cliffhanger, but we're authors, so we really don't. So yeah, uh, we I will. What are you What are you working on? What are you What are you doing? Um, anything exciting? I'm happy it's summer. That's all I gotta say. Like I have no complaints. Good point. I'm also glad it's summer. And the first by now the first sneak peek of the the deck up and handed cover has been posted. Yes! So that is out. That wow! is very exciting. You guys, Lurso was mentioning crumbs. You get your little crumbs now. And it is very exciting. Keep your eyes out on, Yay. keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram for any more updates. And that's all we got. So Yay. thanks for bearing with us for a part one. But come back for part two. And we will talk even more about everybody's favorite tropes. Yes, come back. I promise we, we won't tropes. mention Monster Erotica next time. Wait. Well, I we, can't, we can't promise that. I, promise. I don't know if we can promise that. Pinky swear. Anyway. <laughs> Pinky swear. All right. Thank you, guys. We uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you later. See you next time. Bye.
Thanks for listening. You can give us a follow over on Twitter at BNHD, the books pod, behind without the vowels, for live updates and contact with us. And you can rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you want to support me on Instagram, you can find me at larissagaldauthor in my books and links at www.larissagaldauthor.com. And you can find me on Instagram at LJ underscore writes with two S's. This podcast is hosted by Larissa Galt and LJ Elizabeth, edited by LJ Elizabeth, with music by Larissa Galt. Logo is designed by Susan Markloff.